congratulations. It's been two decades of Poetry Unplugged. And this Wednesday on October 11th, you've partnered with Milwaukee Film and you're having a poetry event for the Cultures and Communities Festival. Yes. But let's take it back. Let's rewind. When and how did Poetry Unplugged get started? Well, uh, it's 2003. As you can see, my good friend, shout out to Core DJ Vale. At that time, Nina Simone, you familiar mm-hmm. with this? Nina yeah. Simone had just passed. And Vale and I were sitting in my house, um, my apartment on 13th and Atkinson. And he was talking me into doing another poetry set. And I was like, you know, nah, you know, we really not getting the support. I don't really feel it. And he was like, Quiet, what if you did one? I was like, I'm not, I don't know. So we went through this whole scenario. I said, well, uh, he said, what would it look like? I said, man, it had to have, instead of dr- African drums, it got to be a live band. Yeah. And I want a DJ. Uh, I want us to come out. I want the crowd right up on us. He was like, man, that's a nightclub. I said, nah, not a nightclub. He's like, Quiet, trust me. So we went down to the city club, uh, talked to Amari and Mark. And next thing you know, Poetry Unplugged was formed. It was called the blue. The first set was called the Blues for Nina. And mm. and if you're familiar with the mm-hmm. Love Jones, uh, Love Jones is the movie every poet watched. <laughs> so uh, Love Jones was he did a poem called the Blues for Nina. Nina Simone died. We decided to do it that week, and man, the rest was history. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for illuminating me. I love Nina Simone. So man, every time I hear girl, her, yes, yeah, she's yes. amazing. In your opinion, why? Why did you need the space or why did you feel there was a need for Milwaukee? Well, a couple of things. Uh, And I'm so glad you asked that question because that's something I tried to share with a lot of the artists we work with, especially Mm -hmm. in the city of Milwaukee. So I'll answer it in twofold if I can. One, the type of spoken word we were doing, we were always getting slapped with. That's not poetry, that's rap. Uh, it's, there was this box poet supposed to look like this, sound like this. So when we went to certain places, that was the feel. And no knock, but, you know, people were snapping fingers. Mm-hmm. It was real serene in some sense. Yeah. So our poetry came from hip-hop, you know, the call and response, you know, in the black church, the the energy. And with that being said, I felt like we needed something to represent that. And a lot of friends I would know would come to the poetry set quiet and say, quiet, I loved it, but I felt like yeah, I was doing poetry and we was just in the audience and this. So I was like, we got to bring it all together. Yeah, It has to become like this high energy. And the population we were dealing with at the time needed it more than anybody. Mm-hmm. If it was in a coffee house, that was that group, you know. Uh-huh. But there was a population that needed it, myself, Muhib, uh, Miss Jazzy, a number of poets we were working with it needed that type of content. And I said, we bring them to the nightclub. And in the nightclub, we could reach that group that normally wouldn't come to a poetry set. Yeah, and you, you know, it's like it's like filling up the space yeah. with the words and the truth that's oh, needed. Yes. I love that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit that, you know, um, it has a grip on culture, especially back in the 90s. But today, why is the art form still relevant and needed today? Truth. It has to be, it has to be, uh, uh, I studied uh, under uh, Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam in my young Mm. days. And Minister Farrakhan always stated that there has to be clear water to the dirty water that the people are getting. I know it still stands because the hip hop and the R&B and the things that we grew up on that gave us content, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. It's it's co-opted in some sense. Um, And it speaks of one lifestyle. Sometimes it's hyper and exaggerated. 
but spoken word and poetry, you you ha- you can't you can exaggerate, you know, as they say, hyperbole. But you have to have some honesty, some truth, and some realism mm-hmm. in what you're writing and speaking. So, people are looking for something real, and this is the last frontier. I called. I said, uh, "Poetry Unplug is the new hip hop. Spoken word is the new hip hop." Because that was, as you asked earlier, it was a platform for mm-hmm. people to be like. I'm looking for something, and that's it right there. Yeah. If they stumbled in, they were like, that's it. Plus, I was from Milwaukee, needed this identity. And when I would look sure. in the other cities, and you go, if I can, can I expound? Mm-hmm. In Philadelphia, right? So if you remember, and this is crazy because this is around the time, when Jill Scott dropped, right, uh, she was singing with the Roots. Mm-hmm. The Roots, the legendary Roots crew, as they called them. All of them were at this poetry spot in Philly called the Black Lily. So it would be the Roots, Talib, Common, all of them were in there. And when the Roots blew up, they brought Jill and Eve and Benny Siegel and all the rest. So what I'm stating is that I always felt like when we started, it was us doing poetry, Growing Nation doing music, uh, uh, Black Elephant, all these groups and all these people, we were all rocking together. So I felt like if we keep doing this, that will be the identity of the city. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much for that. And I agree because, you know, sometimes when you put people in the in room together, then you can network across and oh, make man. it more. Oh, man. In your eyes, what are some uh, Poetry Unplugged all-star moments have touched the stage if you can illuminate throughout the years? So a couple of things. Poetry Unplugged, you know, it just... You know how you would get a part of something and it just grows? Yeah. What was an accident becomes a mainstay. Yeah, then people take on uh, take you know, on it yeah, and do it more. Yes. Mm-hmm. The O. We would holler. When the poem is done, people don't snap their fingers or clap their hands. Yeah. They holler, oh, right? <laughs> that became a staple. We got it from the growing nation. So wherever you were, somebody would yell, oh, you have to turn around. Because mm-hmm. they like they had to be in the poetry and plug. Yeah. But some moments where... Uh, there was, uh, as I stated, Muhib Daya, a phenomenal poet who's going to nationally known spoken word artist and motivational speaker. He is going to be one of the features. He, When Barack Obama became president, everybody got on the mic and he brought it home. Uh, and he gave the greatest, greatest presentation where he stated, um, years ago, our ancestors were hit in the head with a brick for sitting in a room like this. We've been called every name you could possibly been called, hands that pick cotton, now are in the house, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, the energy of the room was explosive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, then there is a night when um, a young lady uh, got up and had a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. She had been through some uh, serious issues in her life, abuse, molestation, et cetera. And we've known this lady for years. We've known her for years. And she was like, I want to get on the mic. And she got on the mic and she told her story and we were just blown away. And it opened the door for all of those different things. There's been wordplay and there's been moments where people just exploded on the mic. But when you talk about moments that make PU different from others, that was one of those nights, you know. Oh, that sounds incredibly powerful. And I'm excited to see that on Wednesday. Please. Yes. And when we're thinking about impact that you see, like you mentioned, that these are special moments that kind of change a community. Mm -hmm. What lasting effects do you think? Poetry Unplug influences the Milwaukee creative scene. How about I answer it this way? Almost everyone who's of influence right now in the city came through the camp of Poetry mm. Unplug. County Executive David Crawley used to come to Poetry Unplug. Reggie Moore from uh, the Office of Violence Prevention, who now works at the Medical College, Poetry Unplug. The uh, uh, who else? 
David Bowen, numerous mm-hmm. of people who have some say in this city used to be at Poetry Unplugged. So when I say creative, when you ask the question, does it help creatively? No question, because people are going to get in that room and that's just the measuring stick. But I looked at it more of the impact of what it did for the culture of the city for X amount of years. Every mm-hmm. Tuesday night, 150 to 200 people showed up. Mm-hmm. And and not only were they in there for spoken word, but they were in there to network, they were in there to fellowship. And you're looking at a time when the city violence was down very, very low mm-hmm. because of the energy that was in there. Uh, we were able to galvanize numerous of people during that time. Uh, Marvin Pratt, the first ever black mayor, was elected that was during that time, the John Kerry campaign. We were in there. The um, the first, I guess, wave of, they say, uh, civil disobedience, if you mm-hmm. want to choose it, came through us sitting in that room saying, man, we got to do something about yeah. it. So it spawned, it's, you know, it, it brought a lot of different things to the city, culturally, especially people of color. We didn't have uh, events that represented, in, in my opinion, yeah, rep- event, as events that I felt like represented who we were. And economically, it helped those businesses by continually having events where we had vendors mm-hmm. and we were at a club and then we were at the barbershop. Shout out to my man G and G's <clears throat> Clippers. Uh, we were at the clothing store. So every Tuesday night, it, you know, and I mean, it was during the time of the Barack campaign, you know, yeah. and, and Jay-Z's album. So it was a lot of history within there that yeah. I think it just helped with the impact of everything. I absolutely love that. It's like, you know, providing ownership for mm-hmm. the voices of the black and brown community and taking taking that and make it their own and you standing by that fully. When was the last time that you had had an event? So shout out to my buddy Leela Huntley, a uh, person who does a lot of stuff for me, and Courtney uh, Kelly. We just closed. So Poetry Unplugged is the all call. So. Mm-hmm. We just got done doing over at Garfield's 502. I did something called Soul Unplugged in the park. Mm -hmm. So every Thursday, we blocked the streets off, live band, spoken word. Beautiful. uh, And it was a one big convention every week. So just last, the last July the 30th, I just did something called Soul Unplugged in the park. Okay. Uh, Four, three bands. Three DJ, four DJs, tribute to old school hip hop because hip hop is fifty years mm-hmm. old. That was the last big event we just did, and that turned out we had five hundred or some people there. It was amazing. It was amazing. You know, it represented. That's beautiful. And looking forward to the future for tomorrow's event. First, how did that partnership happen with Milwaukee Film? I've heard from uh, the grapevines that Gerard Blanks from Milwaukee Film and you worked together on a project called Soul Unseen wow, back in the day. Wow, until you pulled that out. <laughs> <laughs> Let me blow the. <laughs> You pulled that out, man. Yes, that's uh, the Soul Unseen Project. Mm -hmm. So, again, it go back to shout out to Gerard Blanks and that whole squad over there. But it go back again to culture. Uh, When we first started doing Spoken Word, Gerard and the Scope team, uh, uh, a number of those young people, uh, they were at UWM. Mm -hmm. And they were creating this whole thing around hip-hop, activism, all of that. And... We met, and they were like, yo, we're going to do this poetry CD. And, you know, we were okay, yeah, <laughs> poetry CD. But when he called and we came to the studio, I, we were all like, oh, my God, this is, like, really finna happen. Mm-hmm. And th- lo and behold, we sat down and we did the Soul Unseen CD, which was amazing. Myself, Muhib Daya, Damien Elsie, Akur, Miss Jazzy. Uh, so many poets were on there, and it was a Milwaukee product, you know, pr- product. So... 
we were touring the colleges with that. And man, we uh, from that, Gerard has been, we've been working together. Gerard has always been big on hip hop and the culture mm-hmm. in the city. So it was just a match made in heaven. We were getting ready to do 20. They hit us up and man, we sat down and we pulled it together. Shout out to Element too, because mm-hmm. Element was the one like, you need to do this, you need to do this. <laughs> like, oh, well, you need to do it. And then it was like, all right, let's get it done. So shout out to the Queen. She um, made it happen. Yeah. They're both amazing power. Oh, man. Super, 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 yeah. super, super, super. Shout out to his moms too, because Miss mm-hmm. Blanks has been a big yes. part of it. Yes, man, Miss Blanks. Uh, I believe she also has an app for uh, like Black history, which mm-hmm. is super amazing. That family's amazing. Yes, yes. But to wrap it up, what can we expect at the event tomorrow? High energy, explosiveness, connections, um, electricity. Um, man, everything that PU is. You know, it's we call it edutainment. It's edutainment. You're going to get educated because they're going to give you some history and some stats. You're going to get entertained because of the art. But then after that, it's going to be a transformation. Because this, I mean, this this is a, I pulled in poets from all over the country. And you know, some what people don't know is that at one time in the city of Milwaukee, you had several of the best, and I'm, I'm just saying best based on, but all of us as spoken word artists, film directors, et cetera, living in in one area. There's a picture, there's a room one time that we were all in. Myself, Dasha Kelly, performer poet laureate Dasha Kelly, Dan Vaughn, R&B singer Joe Jordan, filmmaker Brad Pruitt, film, uh, artist, uh, visual artist Brad Bernard, uh, all in one room, politicking one day. Mm. You know, and if you go now and look at all of those people, what they're doing, you know, so it's going to be a lot of crazy collaborations tomorrow. It's going to be a heck of a spoken word. It's going to be a homecoming. You know, we everybody is coming home. So, man, it's, that's it's going to be, without giving you everything, it's going to be... You've sold me already. <laughs> it's going to be electric. You know oh. what I mean? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Leela, I got to get at Leela. She did the O. Please do the O. Yes. So it's going to be crazy love. All that's going to be in there tomorrow. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredibly delightful. It's a pleasure to meet you and to learn more about Poetry Unplugged. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we wrap up? Um, Shout out to Caesar Stinson. We lost. uh, We're going to do a major tribute for those poets that we lost. But I never go off here without speaking to my my man Caesar Stinson, who lost his life tragically to uh, police how can I say it, a uh, misfortune. Mm. And uh, we lost a powerful brother in our community. So um, we want to make sure everybody knows that. And last but not least, uh, if you're going to build something, build it where you are. Don't wait to say, man, when I get there, I'll do it. Do it where you are. Cast your bricks right where you are. Whatever you need is inside you. Anything outside you, somebody else can get. But what's inside you belongs to you. Make it happen. Beautifully said. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.